Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Waco Real Estate Today with Nathan Embry. Sponsored by Kelly Realtors. Now another episode of Horner's Corner. Hey, Bobby, what do you have for us today? Hey, Nate. Yeah, we got several things I wanted to talk about this morning, but let me address the elephant in the room Home Goods oh is now open. Oh, it's open. So as of today, so uh, ladies that are listening to this, you can be happy now. So uh, now my next assignment is apparently working on Trader Joe's, <laughs> trying to get them here. <laughs> so we'll see about that. But anyway, yes, Home Goods, Home Goods is open. And uh, another one that's open, I actually went out there to it. We talked this on a previous show uh, out at Richland Mall, Tilt is open. Went there a little over a week ago with, with my, one of my grandsons. He loved it, so he's planning another trip back. So we're supposed to have a little game of laser tag when we come back oh, nice. with him. So anyway, um, talk with the lady with main event. I believe April 1st is when main event supposed to officially open. Um so uh, keep watching for that. They're, they're in kind of the 11th hour of that project, wrapping up final inspections and things like that. Something else that I have mentioned before is about all the uh, new in- industry that is coming out to our industrial district, you know, a lot of companies from Germany, uh, different places. Um, one of the other companies that uh, it made me think of is SSG, Support Services Group. And they're, uh, some people refer to them as a call center, but they, they have uh, biz, uh, companies that they represent all over the world for customer service. And the reason I mention that is because Waco is their world headquarters. They got out on Texas Central. They just got two new buildings open. They're going to add three more. So anything like Disney Plus or Hulu, anything like that, they do the, the support services uh, for those companies. So I just think it's cool that Waco, again, has got a, uh, uh, a business that has picked here to, to operate out of. Do you know anything about <clears throat> their real estate on that deal or their building? Uh, are they converting? Do you happen to know? 
happened to uh, converting? Well, uh, and taking existing, are they building new from the ground it's, up? It's new from the ground okay. up. They tore down. There was one or two older buildings out there. They just tore down and they started over. Okay. And there's, they've got land to add three more buildings nice. out there. So that's that's really cool. Uh, you may have heard. I'm just going to go kind of down my list here. You may have heard that. Uh, uh, fish City Grill is going to come out to Legends Crossing. Nice. And so we're getting another fish place here. Legends Crossing is continuing uh, uh, to develop. Talked to Jimmy Banks uh, recently, and he said, "Yeah, they're they're in the final throes of that project. So that'll be that'll be cool uh, to uh, to have another eating place out there." And they're taking over an existing structure and. Well, no, they, uh, Jimmy and them, they built a new corporate office out there, and I think this is on one end of that building. There's a, a pretty nice little building they put out there on that lake. Okay. And on so, 35 near yeah, the hospital. Right, that's right. And uh, they're going to have, they're trying to get a deck worked out to overlook that lake. So it'll be a pretty nice, nice little deal oh, out deal. there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the uh, one thing that I have mentioned before is the uh, uh, Northgate company that's doing Camp FIMFO, mm-hmm. uh, which stands for Fun is More Fun Outdoors. And it's more than just an RV park. It's going to have – I'm waiting to see. I heard somebody mention this, and I think they're being kind of tight-lipped about it, but this glamping stuff, it's kind of glamorous camping where they've got the bigger tents, but they're really decked out on the inside. But it's going to have a, a lot of nice amenities. They're going to have some uh, uh, A-frames out there that I think back up to the river, the Bosque River, probably have a boat dock, I'm assuming. So that's going to be a really neat uh, deal. RV, because of COVID, RV, RVing, as should I say, has really become a big thing around the country. And so people, I think, just – in an effort to maybe avoid some of the crowds or the hotels that have shut down at that time, they just got their own RVs and they're traveling, traveling yeah. the country. So places like this will be really, really cool for them. Where are they at uh, as far as construction goes out there? Do you know? They have, uh, they've already got one or two buildings. They're going to have a general store out yeah. there. I think it's at least in construction. Oh, nice. They're still getting some of the roads in. Uh, so it is finally taking shape, and it's right across from uh, the MCC ball fields out there on the Bosque and Lakeshore. So, so that's west of town, so west of Waco. If you take 19th, you can get out. If you yeah, go to west, or if you're going to China Spring. Yeah, uh, 19th and hang right there on Lakeshore, and it'll be there on your left. Oh, nice. So, yeah, yeah, so that'll be a nice little deal out there. I think MCC is even going to hopefully provide some interns and stuff to help run it. So that'll be really convenient sure. for them. Yeah. Um, further into town, uh, and we've, we've known this is coming. Of course, Waco High is getting you know past that bond issue, and they're getting the new high school oh, yeah. and phase all that in. But if you look at that whole development, including the Electrical Event Center, the base that's out there, uh, from New Road to Lake Air, and then from Bosque to Mount Cobbs, that whole section there, uh, except for where the Brazos River Authority is there on Cobbs, that whole section is going to get redeveloped in different ways. You know, the new Paul Tyson field, or they're going to redo the baseball fields, the Challenger League fields, like they're going to add another Challenger League. So that's going to be, and that's where Lions Park is. So all of yeah. that is getting uh, redeveloped. And so that'll be really, really nice. 
uh, amenity for for Waco. Sure, yeah, that look that area looks a little dated. Yeah, to yeah. me, and uh, I think that used to be the old Richfield Airport. It was, it back was, in, yeah, uh, the forties, I think, or maybe. Yeah, it was before. part of Camp MacArthur, and uh, that's why it was called Richfield High School initially, yeah. and then because of Richfield, it was there. Uh, so yeah, it's got a lot of neat history to it yeah. too, but it's, it's really developing, uh, something more closer to downtown. And again, something I've talked about before the Magnolia hotel, uh, the corporate offices of Magnolia, that's in the design development phase. Uh, they are moving forward with that. So, uh, hopefully maybe by March, the plans hopefully will be ready on their corporate offices and the hotel, of course, people may remember they had started, then COVID hit, and they had to shut it down. So now they're having, they had to revamp. But that's uh, that's re- in the works again, just How, right down the street here. You're talking about the, the corporate headquarters Cor- and the newspaper building? Yes, that one. Have they submitted their plans to the city? No. They no, haven't they even have, done that? No, yeah. it's, just, it's just been preliminary talks. But uh, it uh, uh, they are in the design development stage, as I understand it. Well, Can so. you tell us th- – what that process is like. I'm sorry to get you off track. No, this that's is a, fine. This is a great real estate lesson, I think, because uh, if you're in the city limits, you got to submit your plans to the city, that's and right. then the, the city approved, looks at it and gives a, right. re- reviews it and gives you some comments and feedback and so on. Right. How long does that process take? Generally, if it is a, uh, coming out of the ground, brand new project, uh, and depending on the size, if it's more complex, it might take a little longer, but generally four weeks, you submit plans, assuming the plans are complete. You can start with a, just a site plan. We have a separate process if you want to get that going. But generally four weeks uh, for your ser- first set of review comments. And then depending on how long it takes for the design person to get their answers back and if they've answered all the comments, uh, then we can keep the process rolling. Now, when you've got when you're doing a project with an existing building and you're remodeling, it's kind of a different animal. You still go through similar processes, but it don't necessarily have to go through our plan review group. Uh, you run into things when you get into old buildings that you don't have to deal with on a new building. You know, you dig into a wall and you find something you weren't expecting. So. Uh, although I, from the architectural side of me, uh, I really like to see these old buildings redeveloped and it's really neat to try to preserve those. But, uh, we do have a plan review group. We have people that can, if you got specific questions, uh, about, okay, what do I need to do with this? This is what I want to do. Do I need a permit at all? Kind of thing. You can call us and we can, we can help you with that. Mm. So yeah, that's kind of an overview. Yeah, of, no, of that's the great. I think a lot, most people I didn't know, you know, getting started, they don't realize that you have to go do a bunch of paperwork and spend a lot of money mm-hmm. on these. These plans aren't cheap mm-hmm. uh, just before you can even start moving dirt. Yeah. One of the things that I, I've always tried to tell people if they ask me that is, okay, do if you want to add on to a bill, I had this happen just a couple of weeks ago. If you want to add on to a building, if, if you bring your plat in of your existing property and building, maybe sketch in what you want to do. Don't go pay pay the money for plans yet. Make sure you can even do it. And that way we can check, make sure there's no easements there. Can you even build it that big? What's the zoning? And so uh, it's better they do that than go do all this and say, whoop, can't do it. Yeah, you know. So for sure. uh, we try to help them in, in every way. You know, how, what about even the parking? 
What about, and some things people don't think about, what about the trash service? Can they get in and out? Yeah. Fire department access. So there's a lot of things that we uh, walk people through to try to help them head off things before they get to that point. This could be a whole other show we could talk could about. Could be. That's fine. Be glad to do it. Um, one other, uh, I, what I did want to mention, I had to, uh, I went over, Pivovar uh, has been open for a few weeks now and uh, went over there the other day and had a chance to uh, uh, see Julius Cromark, the owner, and his nephew, who's actually managing that for him. And we got to go through the bakery. The bakery is not officially open yet. They're still waiting on a few pieces of equipment to come in. But we got a sneak peek at the bakery, and that's going to be really nice. nice. Uh, so, uh, and um, uh, Julia still has plans on developing a lot of that property around there. And so he's got some big plans. Uh, uh, he likes Waco, and so there's going to be a lot of stuff happening around the Magnolia site just with that. Uh, but he's doing some other prop work around uh, Waco with other properties he's purchasing. Mm -hmm. So, um, anyway, he was. I was told again that uh, he's got a. He told me, and then his nephew confirmed it. Is he's got an old historic boat, wooden boat that he wants to bring down and put on the the Brazos at some point. He mm -hmm. said and have kind of like a. Uh, a beer tour thing. So cool. Do you <laughs> have be... his number? <laughs> Let's keep him. Uh, yeah, close. yeah. Well, he should be down at the Pivo Bar, so I think he stays down there quite a bit. But that's just, you know, it's things like that that uh, you know, a lot of neat stuff that's going on with the river, and you'll see more and more uh, traffic. Speaking of the river, of course, I think it was really cool. Just it was announced recently that the Ironman races, yep. uh, are going to be here for at least the next seven years. Uh, now. That doesn't have anything to do with development directly, but one of the things that I think it does is it gives Waco even more exposure. Because I know one thing, one of the questions that we we get at the Thousand Friends of Waco meeting, which I want to give a shout out to that too. That's a, a stakeholders meeting that the chamber does each month. But uh, one of the questions that came up recently is, okay, we got all these businesses coming in. What about the workforce to man these businesses? And that's not really a new question because I've had another contractor friend of mine say, okay, if you don't have people trained to do this, what are we going to do with all this new construction? So one of the things that the chamber has started, and I was going to just read just a brief portion of this real quick. It's called In Waco, and they're partnering with City Waco, McLennan County, Cargill, Hello Bello, L3 Harris, Technologies and Mars Wrigley to, to launch a nation national talent recruitment initiative called In Waco, and it's part of a strategic priority to attract and retain talent in Greater Waco. So uh, they want to strengthen the workforce here in Waco. And one of the comments that many of us have heard is, "Hey, we're short. We're short of people. You know, we can't offer all the services that we want." So I think the one, one, one of the benefits, besides economically, that the Ironman can do is people that may have never been to Waco say, hey, this may be a cool place to be, and, you know, it's got workforce we're trying to develop. So I think there's a, there's a lot of uh, a really uh, cool things that, that can benefit, and, and Waco can benefit from that. So um, one other thing that I wanted to mention uh, while we're talking um, 
in the paper, I guess it was yesterday, uh, people may have seen an article about the city uh, council had uh, and, and management had purchased some more water rights on, on the Brazos. Now, for us that live here, we may not think that much about it, but I can't emphasize enough how important that is for the development that we got going here because a lot of these manufacturing places, you know, they need water. And one of the things that our founding uh, fathers, if you would, did way back in the 30s, 40s, 50s in particular, uh, when they started laying out Lake Waco, uh, they built the first dam, and then the one we have now was finished in 1965. And then about, uh, I think it was 2005, maybe 2007, they raised the level of the lake seven feet. Now we have water, a water supply for the next 50 years. And we've even, we even sell water to other cities. So a lot of cities can't, can't uh, say that. And, and they had enough foresight to look at Waco. And we've got, it's one of the largest inner city lakes in the state. So we've got our own water. We own the water rights to them, and um, so I think it's I think it's something. You know, I was talking to somebody yesterday. You know, we kind of take it for granted. Our, we got water, but that's really a big deal. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, with the growth that we're having, uh, you got to have the water and the resources for sure. I I talked about it. I think with the Hellbergs on a previous episode that mm-hmm. most people want in real estate, they just want to turn their faucet on and have it work. Yep, that's right. Uh, whether it be a house or a business or, or whatever, mm-hmm. city limits without, but not a whole lot of people put thought into where is it coming from and mm-hmm. how do I get it? And so what you're saying is true and important to know that it's got to come from somewhere and it's got to get right. clean and it's got to have pipes to, and you got to have a meter. Right. And that the meters, you got to go get a study done and pay for that thing to be put in there. So yeah. water's a complicated issue. Yeah, and that's the, one of the things that people, you know, one of our, our uh, representatives at our plan review group, you know, we talk about the water meters and all that side of it, the public utilities. What do I have? What do I need? Uh, and so, um, and I know that after we had our uh, big freeze last February, January, February and all, um the city, I know, is working on getting some backup equipment for, you know, Riverside and some of the, you know, Mount Carmel and stuff, just so, you know, if it shuts down, we need to have a backup system ready to go to keep the water flowing and stuff. So uh, it's something that you, you don't think about much until, like you say, you turn on the water faucet and you don't have water, and then we got a problem. So, yeah. uh, but those are some things I wanted to mention today and uh, that that's, that, Indirectly, and I guess you say directly involved with the develop all this development sure. that we're going on. So uh, hopefully we'll have some more updates on that. And I did want to say one other thing. You know, the Thousand Friends of Waco, we do something similar to what you and I are doing. It's a great way for downtown stakeholders and anybody involved interested in the development of Waco can come and, and listen and hear things coming up down the pike. So. Yeah. Uh, Really cool. And that is a Waco Chamber of Commerce event? Waco Chamber of Commerce. It's the uh, third Wednesday of every month. Mm-hmm. And myself and Jennifer Branch at the Chamber work together, and we try to move uh, the meetings around to give exposure to our – that's something else we try to do is give exposure to our businesses. We're going to be at the Stratton Building uh, 
uh, Anthem uh, Studios oh, yeah. there oh, this nice. next month, March, and then uh, the following in April, we're scheduled to go right over here to N25, that new co-working mm-hmm. space in the old Bank of America building. And those are still free, those meetings yes. to attend, yes. and open to the public. So anyone listening to this yeah. can go. We can Google 1,000 Friends of Waco, Waco Chamber of Commerce, and you can find it. Uh, and then attend those meetings for free. Yeah, and uh, you could probably talk to uh, Debbie McCutcheon down there or Jennifer and get your name on the email list. And just, you know, it's if you're interested in the development of Waco, it's just a, it's a neat networking opportunity. This has been great information. Thank you for another you uh, great episode of Horner's Corner. Good job. Thanks, Bobby. Thank you. I'm sitting here with Trish Griffin, a residential sales agent with Kelly Realtors. Trish, tell us about yourself. Well, Nate, I have been a realtor for 22 years, working with both buyers and sellers in the good markets, bad markets, and this great market. Cool. How did you get into selling real estate? Well, I started um, an estate sale, estate liquidation antique business, and I'd uh, I had taken lots of real estate classes, and after I would sell the estate, the client would want me to sell the house. And I said, well, I'm not licensed. So I thought, well, I'll just get my license and do it all. And went to a company, and they said, well, we only take full-time realtors. So I gave up that business and transitioned it into real estate and took off from there. It's been great ever since. Tell me um, why you've been doing it, I think you said 22 years. So why are you still in it today? What keeps you going? What keeps you motivated? Well, the, the, my great clients, you know, I still, I, I work basically off referrals now only, mainly. Um, I get phone calls every day about listing a house or selling a house. Buyers call me. I love it. And, of course, I make a great living at it because I have such wonderful clients, and uh, I enjoy it. It's fun for me. Yeah, and, and I can tell when I see you around the office and when I come visit with you, you do enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see that you're genuinely having a good time. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Describe maybe your favorite transaction. Oh, gosh, that's a tough one because I have a lot. But there's one that kind of sticks in my mind. Um, years ago, I had a client that uh, she had, her and her husband, had seven children. They, age range, age range yes. was from 13 months to 13 years. Okay. Okay. Quite a spread. Quite a spread. Right. And she homeschooled. And so we needed a lot of bedrooms. We needed a homeschool. They had music lessons. We needed a music room. Probably my record in showing, I showed them uh, 45 houses. 45 houses? 45 houses. And in oh one house, goodness. she just fell on the floor. She was crying. We're never going to find a house. I said, please don't cry. We'll find a house. So we did. We found a house. They were from California. This is way before the rush to Texas, but they were from California. And they we would take turns putting the kids in with me to ride with me. And I became their Aunt Trish. Mm. And uh, so when we finally found this perfect house, we closed and they all came to closing. All the kids came to closing in cowboy boots. They were so proud. Mm-hmm. They had all gone out, bought their cowboy boots because they were in Texas and they couldn't wait to show me. So that was one of my <laughs> favorites. It's, that was 
just so fulfilling to me. So so you like that one because you're able to help these people from out of state, not local. They didn't know what they were doing. Yes. And Scared just, of bugs. Scared and I have those in California. I mean, they would dodge, duck, everything to get away from the bugs. Yeah. So it sounds like you just kind of made a, a relationship with these folks. Absolutely. And you cared about Absolutely. serving them. Yes. Cool. Yes. Well, one of the reasons uh, I asked you to come do this podcast is because we're seeing some interesting stuff in the housing market. Mm-hmm. And uh, it can be tough. And uh, I just want, you're a high producer at Kelly Realtors, not mm-hmm. only last year, but for several years before. Mm-hmm. And so you have a lot of experience, you know what's going on. And, and I think your perspective on this uh, is important and can be helpful for these people to hear. So I want to ask you a couple of questions about the Waco residential real estate market. Okay. Um, before we get to what it is now, can you, can you back us up a few years ago? Mm-hmm. Uh, and tell us what it was like before the, I call it the chaos, but before, uh, before COVID or, um, no, or at well, COVID? no, well, we can talk about that too, but before it got difficult mm-hmm. to find a home, mm-hmm. well, uh, what was it like? I rode the, in Waco, the good market. I got in it when it was a good market, 22 years ago, stick a sign in the yard, couple of weeks, you have some offers, not a big frenzy. And then I wrote it through the 08, 09, the big drop, market went down. And then <clears throat> fast forward, before COVID, it was a good market, COVID hits. It started a market like I've never seen. Um, Waco Realtors, we our, our profession was deemed essential, an essential business. So we worked, we masked up, and we went out and showed houses. That was probably one of my best years, when co- the year that COVID hit. Mm-hmm. We were busy in spite of all that was going on in the world. Then uh, last year was probably my biggest year ever in real estate. And, um, and it's a frenzy right now. And I don't, think, I don't think that's going away. You know, I have lots of people ask me, when is the bubble going to burst? When's the bubble going to burst? Well, I don't think the bubble's going to burst. We might get a little leak in that bubble, and it might level a little bit. But, you know, Waco is always over, I think, underpriced on property values. So we're just kind of catching up. All right. So let's dissect that a little bit. So you said in 08, that's when the financial crisis hit. Mm -hmm. So what was... What was that like? Was it, the, uh, I think prices, you might touch on what prices in Waco or mm-hmm. length of time on the market. Do you remember, just kind of generally speaking, before the frenzy now, mm-hmm. what that was like? Well, when the when the financial crisis hit, houses would set longer. Uh, we wouldn't get above asking prices. We People would negotiate more. The interest rates were a little higher. Uh, well, actually, they dropped, and then they started going up, then... Market picked up, but um, <clears throat> so just uh, obviously nothing specific, but just kind of round figures. If we mm-hmm. said prices were a little bit lower and it sat and a house sat on the market longer, mm-hmm. what was normal back then, generally speaking? Sixty to ninety days. That it would sit there for mm-hmm. sixty to ninety days, and uh-huh. I, the reason I ask this is we're about to get to the now yeah. in, in a second. Yeah. So let's set the framework okay. of what it was then. So mm-hmm. a house would sit there. For sixty to ninety days, that's Correct. two to three months. Mm-hmm. And what were the prices? I mean, you, you're probably dealing with whatever you're dealing with, or maybe you're dealing with all houses. I do. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, was there an average median 
price for a house back then? Well, I don't remember it back then. Yeah. Exactly what it was. But, but it's lower than now. Yeah. Well, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So it was lower then. Mm-hmm. It would sit there longer. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then when do you think the prices, is there a major shift other than COVID? Was it before? Was it Chip and Joanna Gaines? Was it Chamber of Commerce? Was it Baylor? Was there anything before COVID that kind of started changing the market? Yes, to all of the above. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All of those, all of things, those things. All of those things combined. More businesses coming into town. The Chip and Joanna effect absolutely changed our world. Thank you, guys. That we love them. Um, it changed. It changed the the Waco market. We got a, people coming in from all over, all over, all different states coming to Waco. Do you have a year in mind or any sort of marker of when you remember things kind of really took off? Uh, I would say probably three to four years ago, maybe five. It started changing. Okay. And it's continued to go up. That would be like, what, 18? Yeah, 2018, 2018. 2019 started changing around. Mm-hmm. I think that's when Chip and Joanna started to really take off. I don't know. I don't know the exact yeah. year, but. Yeah. Cool. All right. So then it started to change, and then COVID came, mm-hmm. and somehow, some way, we record year you were having a record year absolutely and it probably wasn't just you it's probably th- I mean, this I area th- i think waco yeah yes absolutely but we had a phenomenal year me being uh, we my assistant and i we she any thoughts on why a national global pandemic would make a record year for real estate in waco well I, you know i don't know i wish i could tell you exactly why uh, i think some of it was uh, great interest rates. People think, well, I, I need to get in a home. I don't know what my future is going to hold. It's time to buy a house, get some stability. It it just it changed the world and in a it not in the real estate market in a positive way. Sure, the real estate market. But what's what's strange about that for me is a two week shutdown, mm-hmm. job losses mm-hmm. by the millions, a lot of people staying home, a lot of insecurity, mm-hmm. and a large expenditure of money on homes is going through the roof, so to speak. Yes. If you know what yes. I, if you yes. see what I did there. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> well, and so you know, th- but you kind of, you just kind of touched on something. People are staying at home. They're working from home. Home. Yeah. So, hey, let's buy a house with a fourth bedroom so I can have an office and work from home. Somewhere that they want, they want to be mm-hmm. and spend more time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're right because I think I also remember home renovations went um, through the roof again, mm-hmm. you might say. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I guess people were sitting on the couch saying, well, let's fix this and let's fix that. Yeah. I guess same with home buying. And they couldn't go out and have fun, so let's work on the house. Cool. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. All right. And so COVID years, you had a big boom, and um, we're kind of a little bit coming out of that now to some degree, at least with mm. the government regulations, not mm-hmm. the yeah, market. The, yes, so, absolutely. So that. now – Today in, uh, what is it, March 2022. So mm-hmm. what is it like now, the Waco real estate market? Like nothing I've ever seen in 22 years. It is. More active than oh, the, it's, the COVID? Oh, it's madness. I mean, it's it's a great thing. In 22 but, years since you've yes, been doing this. Yes. It's different, mm-hmm. more crazy than ever before. Mm-hmm. Multiple offers on houses, above asking substantially on some houses above asking asking price and then from from like 200,000 to 400,000 range of price on your for your house you're going to have 
if it's a good house, you're going to have multiple offers. Um, I can't keep listings because they sell so fast. I mean, the minute you put the sign out, it's a frenzy. Okay. We, we love it. But it's hard for these buyers that uh, they're trying to find a house. They make offers. We worked with one buyer. We wrote 10 different offers, good offers, good offers, above asking. We finally got them in a home. We're closing next week. But it's kind of frustrating for the those buyers that can't get in a house. They're making all these tries. But, you know, I advise them, give it your best. Make your strongest offer because that's what it's going to take in this market. So you said you can't, you put a sign out and it sells. So let's mm-hmm. go back to how we set the stage mm-hmm. before the, the uh, frenzy. Houses were on the market for 60 to 90 days. What is it now? If you were to put a sign in the yard today, what does that look like? One day. <laughs> <laughs> One day. Yeah. Now, if it's a good house, uh, priced right, um, it could be it could be immediate. One day, multiple yeah. offers. Mul- multiple offers the first day. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not every house, but that, especially generally speaking, in, generally speaking, especially in the two hundred to four hundred thousand dollar price range, there's a shortage of inventory. So there's more buyers out there than there are houses available. So when one comes on the market, all these buyers rush to get it, and that. That will probably change somewhat, especially if the rates go up. Rates go up, less buyers because it takes more to buy when the rates go up. That may change a little bit. We're getting into the spring, which is our big list it's houses. Gonna yeah, it's gonna more crazy. Well, we'll get we'll have more more houses come up. Oh, because that's when people move. Yeah. Why that, is well, that? Well, Why one is... school. School. They want to get settled before school gets out, uh, but spring break happens. They get home from spring break, and they're like, let's let's get the house ready to sell. Let's get out in the yard. The weather gets nice. It's home so selling people, time. So that's a thing that yeah. in the spring and spring, summer. March to July, August, best selling time. Really? And we're in March now. So if it was a frenzy before, Could be a it's frenzy. about to be even worse. <laughs> yeah. well, My goodness. Well, I don't call it worse. Well, okay. Well, I call it right. better. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. Well, it depends on which side of the deal you're on that's right that's right um all right cool so do you have any idea of why we're in this frenzy just kind of general thoughts are you hearing from your buyers any feedback um what are your thoughts on why are we here today in waco it's nearly difficult it's nearly impossible very difficult to find a house well now you can you can being a commercial realtor you can probably attest to some of the things going on is we have Industry coming to Waco, lots of new businesses. Uh, that brings jobs, which brings more people. So we've got more people coming. So you're going to have more people out there looking for houses. So you've got more buyers out there. So sellers, get your houses on the market. It's time. Okay. What do you? What's your prediction about the future of the Waco residential market? And I know you just talked about March and the summer. It's mm-hmm. probably going to be mm-hmm. intense. What do you see in the next twelve months or twenty four months? Well, I wish I wish I had a crystal well, ball. Well, I know you don't have a crystal the, ball, but, but what's your gut telling you? Uh, the next twelve to twenty four months, we're going to probably see a lot of the same uh, houses selling for above asking. Uh, we're going to see people putting their houses on the market. More, I think more people listing their houses. Uh, we're going to see a lot of movement in the market as far as people, buyers and sellers out there all moving around. Uh, now, 
that's going to be this year. So if you move bump out to 24 months, that's a little hard to, to tell because we don't know what the world's going to do. Economy, yeah. you know, you're seeing the interest rates moving a little bit. we got a lot going on over in Ukraine that's going to affect us in the long haul. So it's hard to say what's going to happen in the next two years. But I don't think our market's going to crash. Um, I don't think our home values are going to decrease. I think it's going to continue to go up. I know you're not a lender, but I'm going to try to put you on the spot. Mm, yeah, um, I don't know. Not a lender. <laughs> uh, do you have any idea? Because we're talking about rates going mm-hmm. up. Do you mm-hmm. have you seen any lending paperwork? What's coming? What are the low rates or average rates right now coming back to buy a house? Well, you know, and I'll and I'll say this: years ago, when in 08, 09, when the rates dropped, I told my clients, "Y'all want to jump on the bandwagon now? We'll never see rates this low again." And that made a liar out of me. Because they dropped again. And mm. here they are teetering around 3.75 to 4%. I think they'll go over 4%. I don't know that, but I, I, we're kind of seeing that a little bit now, starting to bump up. I don't think they're going to shoot up. I don't think it's a panic-type situation. Uh, if you're thinking about buying, it's a good time to do it. But I don't think if you waited you know, six months that you're going to be hit with this huge increase. It's not, that's not going to happen. Do you think four, if they go up to four, is that they're, they're hitting four right now. They're you, kind of bumping around four. Do you think that that will have a an impact for buyers or? A little. You think so? A little. Not not a huge impact. Now, when you, they start creeping up a little more, yeah, we're going to lose some people that could have mm. bought because interest rates go up. It pushes them into another payment bracket. Mm. Yeah. They may not have that opportunity. So if they're thinking about it, it's a good time to, to do it now. Okay. Uh, you work with buyers and sellers. Correct. What is your advice? And we're going to take both. Uh, what, do you, what is your advice for people wanting to sell their house right now? What should they think about? What should they do? Mm-hmm. How should What should they do? Well, of course, get your house ready. Gotta what does get that mean? It, get it ready. Got to depersonalize, declutter. Depersonalize? Any, mm-hmm, yeah, no, no personal pictures, uh, no personal art, because a lot of, a lot of buyers have a, a problem when they walk into a seller's house seeing things, their things in the house. So mm. less is best is what I say. Um, so you want them to walk in someone's house and just see their, their, their things, self, their own. See their personal items in there. Now, do you walk when you have an appointment mm-hmm. with these potential sellers? sellers do you, mm-hmm. you tell them these things? Sure. You tell them to depersonalize. Sure. And do you, what was the second one? Declutter. De- declutter. Yeah. Clean. I've been a seller. I had to. I had to move, <laughs> get all my stuff out just to get uh-huh. it out. Yeah. Now, what I do tell the sellers too in this market, if you aren't moving already to a house you haven't found a house and you're you've got to move i tell them this i tell the the seller this have a backup plan what are you going to do if we don't find you a house or you don't have a place to go yet have that plan ready because you're gonna we're gonna sell your house quick and they got nowhere to go yeah so they've got to have that plan they can either try try to find a house if they're building gauge it where you're going to go while you're waiting for that house to be completed got to have that plan ready but you also probably advise them that if you're thinking about doing it and they have somewhere to go, that mm-hmm. now is a really good time oh, to do it. There's not a better time than now. You may never see this great a time again in your life, in our lifetime. Okay. Let's move on to the buyers. Mm-hmm. You still have buyers approach. You say, sure. Trish, I need mm-hmm. to find something and I need something for my family. What mm-hmm. do you say? Okay. We'll find you a house. You're going to have to be patient. That's the biggest thing because we got a shortage. <laughs> we got nothing. a shortage of inventory. So you got to be patient. Got to be patient, buyer. And you got to make your best offer. Put all the power you can in that offer because there's going to be multiple, most likely. Let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. What makes a good offer? 
Full price or above. Full price or, or above. above. Depending on the house, I would probably say above. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. What about any kind of timing things or Oh, yeah, closing, close dates. Contingencies are tough. Um, sellers aren't looking at contingencies much these days because they don't have to because they've got all these offers what out is, here. What is a contingency? Let's back up. Well, contingent on the sale of your house you're in now. So if I was a buyer mm-hmm. and I had to sell my house to mm-hmm. buy your house, yes, that's a contingency. Yes. And that doesn't look good on paper to the house you're trying to buy. Is that correct? Correct. All right. So and those aren't good. So and you're kind of what you're saying is if you have one of those, you might not win. Your odds of winning the the bid, mm-hmm. what do you call it, multiple offers, mm-hmm. is not good. Well, you're at a disadvantage. But now if your house is under contract and you make a very strong offer, you might stand a chance there. But if you're out there, your house you're selling is not under contract uh, and you want to make an offer, not going not gonna to fly not, most likely. Not going to work. No, unfortunately, no. All right. So your advice to buyers is to be patient. Mm-hmm. And when you make an offer, make it a strong offer. Absolutely. And it needs and to be get, list price or above. And get pre-approved and have that letter ready. What does that mean? You go, Buyer goes and meets with a lender. They check credit. Income. This is before. Before you start looking. Before you even start shopping. Exactly. Go to a lender. Yes. And get pre-approved. Yes. Give them their paperwork. Yes. And get a piece of paper back from the bank mm-hmm. saying, I can go afford X amount of house. Absolutely. Is that what you mean? Yes, because sellers aren't going to look at those offers. Without the letter. My sellers aren't without that letter to show that this buyer is ready, ready to go. and serious. Mm-hmm. Serious and ready to go. Cool. Any other thoughts for, or advice for buyers? Patient, patience pre-approved. is the, yes, that's the biggest thing. Yes, and and just know we will find you a house. It's just gonna might take a little longer than we anticipated. Cool, but mm-hmm. it can be done. But it can be done. We are doing it every day. Cool. Do you? That's my list of questions. Do you have any other thoughts you want to get out there on this process of buying or selling or with the Waco market or anything? Well, I think we covered a lot of good points, but just know now's a great market. For both buyers and sellers, rates are still hanging in low. Great for buyers. Sellers, you're getting the best prices you're ever going to get. List your house now. Everybody be patient. Be kind to one another, and it works out great. And would are you have room in your calendar to, to work with folks still, or can people contact you? Or Absolutely. What sure. How do they find you? They just call me on my cell phone, 744-1268. Or they can call Kelly Realtors. And uh, ask for Trish, and they'll get... And they'll get you. Oh, yeah, they'll get me. Cool. Any other thoughts? No. No, we're great. Thanks, Trish Griffin, uh, for being here. You did a great job. Well, thank you for having me. Welcome. Enjoyed it. See ya. Bye. You can find me on social media if you search for Nathan Embry CCIM. My website where you can see my listings is kellyrealtorscommercial.com. Waco Real Estate Today is produced by Rogue Media Network. You can find more of their podcasts at roguemedianetwork.com. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.